0: Well, once again, uh, thank you as always to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together, uh, for Chris Schocke, who was our liturgist this morning, uh, for Bob and Kathy Eden for their special music, for, um, for Gary Brubaker, for our praise team, and for our Wesley Choir who helped to provide our music for us, for all of those who have helped in our in-person worship services as ushers and greeters and liturgists, thank you as we come together and worship this morning, we had just sort of this mini series on tough words because English is a tough language uh, because sometimes there are words that are hard to, hard, oh my goodness, just like that, that are hard to pronounce like aardvark. Do you pronounce all of the A's in there? Uh, anyway, aardvark or bruschetta, bruschetta, bruschetta. How do you pronounce that? Um, or salmon, 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 salmon. Do you pronounce all of the letters and the words? Sometimes there are words that are just hard to pronounce. And sometimes there are words that are hard to say because of how they make us feel. I love you. I'm sorry. I forgive you. So would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Um, I don't know how many of y'all have been wordling. Um, do you know what wordle is? Wordle is, um, it's a, a word-based game online. Um, you have six attempts to solve a five-letter word. Now, this game started as a game by Josh Wardle as a private game. It was just between he and, and some of his friends. Um, so it was just a private game. And then he just put it out on the internet. Um, put it out publicly uh, in October of 2021. Now, in January of 2022, it was purchased by the New York Times for a seven-figure sum. Can you can you imagine? Anyway, um, now. Wordle, I fought against it in the beginning personally um, because it just was not the way that my brain was used to thinking. And so whenever I started to play or I tried to play, I just felt really frustrated and it just kind of made me feel, just made me feel dumb. And so um, I was like, this is a terrible game. Then um, I... I figured out how to make it work for me, and I got into a rhythm. And it's better most days. Some anyway, some days are really hard. Um, uh, and it's amazing to me. You know, it's been amazing to me to think how many combinations of letters make these words, and and how many different tactics or strategies there are on how to get the word solved. Do you start with the same word every day? Do you have words that give you the tricks to figure out all the letters in there? There's so many different ways to do this and so many different ways just to think about words. Not only do we have different ways to think about how words or letters and words are put together, but how sentences get structured. Sometimes a simple word change changes the meaning of the whole thing. Um, There's been church splits over one word. The word homoousius means same substance, whereas the word homoousius means similar substance. And there was a whole church split over this, over one word and really one letter in one word. But that changed the whole meaning. So sometimes it's a single word can change everything. And sometimes it's the tone of how we say things. Do we say them sarcastically or maybe emotionally or maybe not emotionally? And sometimes that can change how things are taken. So sometimes it's a letter or sometimes it's a word or a tone that can change the meaning of something dramatically. And so it can be hard when things get lost in translation, especially when we're in those vulnerable positions and trying to express something. I'm sorry, I forgive you, are hard words for for some of us. And they become even harder if we might feel misunderstood, or not heard, or not received. So how often have you or do you say, I'm sorry? Now, as I was preparing for the sermon, I thought, you know, I'm going to count in a week how many times I say sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and so I started counting as I was preparing for this. And um, one morning I said, uh, before I was even had my coffee, I had to say, I'm sorry to my cat, Frankie, who um, was underneath my feet. And I almost stepped on her. I'm sorry, Frankie. Um, One day I bonked my head on the cabinet as I was opening the door and I said, I'm sorry to the cabinet. I know. Um, When I ran over a curb with my car, I said, I'm sorry to the car and to the curb. And I was realizing as I was kind of making this both mental and a tally on my phone, I said, I'm sorry a whole lot, a lot more than I thought I did. And not too long ago, Stephen came in um, to the living room and um, he said, I, um, I don't know what I did to frustrate you, but I'm pretty sure I did. So I'm sorry. And I thought about it for a minute and I said, me either, but I appreciate your apology. And then I said, I, um, I think I'm just hungry. And when I'm hungry, I get hangry pretty easily. And so I said, so I'm sorry for taking that out on the world. Um, we say, we say it, I said, I'm sorry an awful lot. And that's not to trivialize forgiveness or apologies. But that is to say that sometimes I think we say the words more frequently than we think we do. But do we say them when we should, or when someone really needs to hear them? Now, if you think just for a minute about someone that comes to your mind who maybe you would like to forgive or you would like to offer an apology, and for that person or that situation, what is it that has kept you from apologizing or from from offering forgiveness? Now, maybe your answer is, one, maybe you're not sorry, or two, maybe you don't have the capacity to offer forgiveness at this point because you don't offer it and those are very valid maybe some of it is that you're afraid or it's vulnerable now to be honest there were there were several people in situations that came to my mind when i thought about this question of, um, of who I either need to forgive or need to apologize to. And there were a couple people that came to mind that I thought, wow, I thought I had already forgiven them. And then I realized that sometimes these things just run deep. And so there are lots of reasons why we don't forgive. Maybe because the hurt runs too deep. Maybe because our anger has built up. Maybe because we don't think that they deserve it. There are so many reasons that forgiveness or apologies are hard. And if there's one thing that I know about human beings is that we have a great capacity to love. And we also have a great capacity capacity to be awful to each other. Sometimes we act out of our own pain and our own hurt. And sometimes we don't mean to do the hurtful things that we do. Sometimes we don't even know what we do. And so whatever your hurt is, it's not insignificant. And I think it would be really easy for anyone to say, just get over it. And that's not theirs to say. What you hold is what you hold. And forgiveness is hard work. It means that we give up our, we give up a resolve to do something or give up resentment to claim to to reclaim or or offer a pardon for an offense forgiveness is a humble process by surrendering one's own power to forgive rather than holding on to it rob bell who is an author and a pastor he says forgiveness is setting someone free and realizing it was you the whole time and that's what forgiveness is forgiveness isn't for the other person it's for you It's for you to say, this doesn't control me anymore. And sometimes there are ways that we're guilted and shamed into forgiveness. Oh, they didn't mean it. It was just a joke. What I said was taken out of context. And those may all be true statements, but forgiveness shouldn't be forced. When a person tells you that you hurt them, you don't get to say, no, I didn't. And... I also, I've also heard personally, um, myself and from public Christian leaders who have said it is your Christian obligation to forgive and to withhold forgiveness is a sin. And while there may be some kernels of truth in that, forgiveness should never be something that you are forced into doing or that you should be shamed or guilted into. Forgiveness is a process and some people will never get to a place of forgiveness or to a place of apology. But that does not mean that we stop trying because we are a work in progress. We are working on perfection. We are being perfected in God's love. A few years ago, um, I had a friend who who called me and said that they were just struggling um, in their church. And um, she said, I'm just struggling with another church member. And um, she said, I think I might leave my church over what I'm what I'm experiencing. And she said, I, I wrote this letter that I want to give to my pastor, but I was wondering if you would read it first just to make sure that it's okay. Um, and so I read this letter, and this letter outlined everything that she felt had been done to her, um, all of the offenses that had been committed against her from this particular person, explaining why she was leaving the church and including the pastor's failure to deal with the situation. And so as I read it, I just read, oh, I read the pain just jumping off of the, the page. It was scathing. Um, and so I read it and I said, are you serious about this? I said, are you actually serious about your threats to leave the church? And she said, no. And so we talked about it and she decided maybe it wasn't a good idea to send the letter to her pastor or to anybody else. And decided that maybe she wanted to work in a different area of the church. And actually one that she was much more passionate about, which gave her boundaries not to interact with the person that had caused her harm and had hurt her in the same way. And it really helped her to feel better, both about her church experience and about her faith and about everything. Now, does this person know that they hurt her? I don't know. So will this person ever apologize? Maybe not. But for my friend, it doesn't matter anymore. She's forgiven her, but first she needed to name it and have someone else know her hurts. And when we've been hurt, we want someone else to tell us why we're justified in what we're feeling. Yes, how you were treated was wrong. No, you should not have been treated that way. No, you're not crazy. And to help us hear what we say, do you hear the hurt in your statement? Do you hear the hurt in your letter? Now, there are stories about forgiveness that seem so extraordinary. Stories of family forgiving murderers. Stories of people forgiving what seems like really unforgivable things. Every week, we pray the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Why is this so hard? Why is it so hard to forgive or to say, I'm sorry, or I forgive you? Why is it something that we deny to others? Or sometimes we deny it to ourselves. We refuse to forgive ourselves. And so why does it make the stories of forgiveness seem so extraordinary? I mean, sometimes the circumstances are extraordinary. Sometimes the people are extraordinary. And sometimes they're not. Sometimes they've just done the hard work of forgiveness. Sometimes they've gotten tired of carrying around the pain of unforgiveness. I've heard unforgiveness described once as drinking poison yourself and expecting someone else to die. Sometimes forgiveness is hard and we just get tired of carrying around the pain of it. And so sometimes it's been a hard journey and it seems like it just happens. And there may be something or someone that you're thinking of right now that you'd like to forgive. Now, there are studies that have shown that people who forgive more often are actually usually usually healthier. They have less heart problems, less stress. So the longer you hold on to that forgiveness the more it eats you up from the inside, literally and figuratively. Forgiveness is more for you, for you to let go. In a church I once served, there was a person who I thought, um, she thought it was her job to make my life miserable. She actually told me that once. Um, And she made me cry at least once a month, um, if not more often nothing was ever good enough for her. And um, one time uh, she called every member of the church and she posed a question that said, why do you hate Melissa? And um, she, she tried to encourage people to share anything. Um, so some of the things on the list were, well, once she sneezed really loud in a meeting, honestly, that was on the list. Um, and other things were, were maybe more personal Um, and, uh, so she gave me this list one day ceremoniously after worship and she gave me this list and she said, I just want you to know why everyone hates you. I talked about it with several other folks in the church and they were like, we didn't get a phone call. Um, so I had this, this letter and this situation and this hurt and um, and her behavior and my interactions with her made me question so much. It made me question um, how I reacted or how I didn't react. It made me question not just my ability to be a pastor, but even my call as a pastor. I found myself second-guessing everything I said and everything I did. I worried um, I would do something to make her angry or set her off. And when I ultimately was leaving the church, um, I was more than glad to be leaving her behind. That's an honest confession. Don't tell anybody. Um, I realized how hurt and angry I was when I realized I was avoiding a friend of mine with the same name simply because when I heard that name, all of this came bubbling up. And when I thought about it, I thought, you know, maybe there's some truth in some of the things that she said. And, and some things were not about me at all, but were about someone else or about her own hurt and grief and pain. And after a few years, I, I forgave her. And the reason that I knew that I forgave her is because I saw her in an event and I didn't run in the other direction. And I stopped and I talked to her. Now, she will never offer forgiveness to me, and that's okay. And I will probably never say the words to her, I forgive you. But I have. I wish that there were a simple, easy, step plan for forgiveness. Like here are the five easy steps. I pay even $19.95 for that. But here is how you do this. Follow these six simple steps and you will be on your way to forgiveness. I wish that there was an easy way. And for some people, it is as easy as just letting it go immediately. And I stand in awe of some of those people. And for some people, it is really hard work and it never comes. So how do we do this? Well, we name it. What was the hurt that was done to you? What happened? Share that. Find a person or a group of people that you can trust, that you can share your heart, and they can tell you that wasn't okay. And then let it go. And I know this sounds so easy, and it's not. You know this. Day after day, make a conscious effort to let it go, whatever it is it doesn't own you, it doesn't have control over you. And forgiveness is when you no longer wish ill will to the other person. Once you let it go, this comes very easily because you no longer hold it against them. And to say, I'm sorry, is really that same process, to name what it is that has been done, what you may have done to hurt someone else, to share that with someone, So that they may acknowledge and help you come with a resolution, but also to the person who has been hurt and to hear their hurt, hear the hurt that was caused, and resolve to try not to do it again or to change our behavior. I'm sorry for this. I will try not to do it again, and I will do better by this. The way we get better at something is to practice, say the words. Feel the words, I'm sorry, I forgive you. And remember, in the name of Jesus Christ, you have been forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen.